podcast. podcast. Do do Podcast. Two hoes. Two hoes. Four house on the hill. From Delco. Four house on the hill. Boop, oh, boop. yeah, that's a So I don't know if that was like time travel or basically maybe it's mind melding. I think you're right. Well, he says the only thing to do in this show is survive, even when some alien scum thinks it can take over your life. And he's doing. Oh this yeah, and he is taking over our life, and also and that's why there's only squiggles and shit. I got to read part two, uh-huh. so I know what happens, and you're you're correct. Um. And we're, hi, we're talking about Survive 300 Million, a new comic book out by Pat Alessio today. And also our topic for today with our special guest is aliens. Aliens. So you're listening to Two Hosts from Delco with Beth Heinley and Maureen Cummings. And uh, we're, we're going to be talking about aliens today. And luckily, we're having Pat on to talk about his comic book, which features aliens. He also uh, writes another uh, comic that both of us really love called Stoner Alien. It's really hilarious. It's about an adorable little gray alien who smokes weed all the time. (laughs) And also, his Fox Mulder, because we were talking, is really great. I was scrolling down when I first was looking at Pat's page and I saw It's an excellent. I went right to it I was like, oh my god, he's in the X-Files because it's got like, I don't know what the guy's name is. I guess he has a name on the show, but like the techie guy with like the long blonde hair. Oh yeah. That's an X-Files guy too. I can't remember his name. Yeah, so I was very I've made cartoons that have spoofed the X-Files when I used to draw cartoons back in the 90s because I don't really do that anymore mm-hmm. but um yeah, yeah his, I could relate to the his cartoon Fox Mulder I think is it's also it's Simpson-esque in illustration style I think yeah I, I think if the Simpsons were going to do Fox Mulder it would be similar okay looking uh I but before anyway so we're going to be talking about aliens and again thank god Pat's going to be talking with us because I don't know about you but I did zero research um I mean for today a little bit I yeah. researched Pat's stuff and okay well that's I, good I tend to talk about aliens on a semi-regular basis so I think it's interesting I think it's like silly to think that we're alone in the universe and I mean I think that um, there's enough evidence, like there's the Disclosure Project, which Carl introduced me to, which is like all of these people talking about their experience, like high level government people um, talking about their experiences, communicating with aliens, and um, they all tell their stories, and then they say, you know, I'm willing to say this on the earth, and I believe they did go on to do that. If you ever get a chance to watch it, it's worth it. What's it called again? The Disclosure Project. Okay. It was is, very is it on Netflix? No, I think it was like we found it on YouTube. I'll find on YouTube? Link okay. and I'll, tweet, I'll twat it to you. Please do that. Please twat at me. And uh, and you always do this. You kind of jump the gun there. Because before we actually start the podcast, we do a little intro and we talk about whatever. But then you can't wait. And then you start no. talking about the topic. Yeah. And then uh, I have to then be like, stop. 
and we're gonna do our official intro, which is every episode of Two Hosts from Delco, we start with an apology section, which is the section of the podcast where we ask uh, people to tweet at us or twat at us, as Maureen likes to say, and ask us to apologize for things that we might have said that is offensive or wrong and you know any way that we have hurt someone right and then we want them to tell us what it is and then we'll apologize for it and you can tweet at us at uh beth hindley my name is b-e-t-h-h-e-i-n-l-y and that's all lowercase and maureen is uh at mo what is yours M-O-C-U-M-9-9, Mocom 99. And that's all... Lo- it's all know, lowercase. It's all lowercase. Never. Is there any space? No space. No space. There's no space no in all lowercase score. from where. Um, and then after the apology section, uh, we do a uh, recap of the previous episode where the recap is really for, what did we miss? What did we miss? What can we miss about vaginas? There's a lot that we missed, because I have a lot a lot in everyone here. misses in a vagina. Um, I'm trying to find it, though. Uh, 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 I'm looking for it. Wow, okay, cool. Sorry, my my uh, notebook is actually not in order at all. Okay. I, I guess that's the way I like to do things. And uh, also officially, we should announce that we are on episode 10. Episode 10, Aliens. That's pretty awesome. Double digits. Um, so, okay. So my first up, I actually have a lot of apologies, which is not surprising since we're talking about vaginas in the last episode. Uh, the first one is, does having a vagina make you a woman? And I just wanted to apologize for not putting that out there that just be, we, we actually referred to, um, we referred to people having vaginas as women pretty commonly, but having a vagina does not make you a woman or a man because there's transgender men who have vaginas but they are men. Yeah, I don't care what you're doing down there or downstairs and in your bedroom. I don't give a fuck. Neither should anybody else. I don't think about it. I don't think about what gay people might be doing or transgender. Yeah, but we want everyone to feel fucking We want everyone to feel BS. included. So we don't want to assume that everyone who has a vagina is a woman. No, That's all. No, I'm saying that I don't care. I don't care. You can be a woman if you want to be a woman. I don't care what's in your pants. That's great. And I uh, feel differently. I do care because I want everyone to feel included. And I want to acknowledge that there are transgender men out there who have vaginas. And, right. But they are they identify as male. Yes, and so, like I said, you can be whatever you want to be yeah. whatever. And there you are transgender are. women out there who identify as women. And then again, yeah, we don't really need to know whatever. That's like, yeah. we don't need to know about people's that's your private, private parts. business. But uh, I think if you identify as a woman, you are one. And I would agree know, with that. I don't yes, think I making. Think that's fine. I don't think having a vagina makes you a woman. 
I think, yeah, right, gender is a social yeah. construct. So, yeah. Therefore, gender, anyone can choose to genderize themselves as a woman. And then the other thing we needed to apologize for, actually, Maureen, which is related to this, is, is on your end that you oh, have to okay. apologize for. Right. And uh, you said, ooh, to <laughs> hermaphrodites. I uh, mentioned the word hermaphrodite when I was talking about how high spotted hyenas are hermaphrodites, and you said, ooh. And I was like, you know. Because it's, so, you know, it's, it's not the common thing, so I guess my... Just say you're sorry. I guess my initial reaction of disgust came out through my dirty mouth, my dirty, horrible, sinful mouth, and that's just too bad. So you're sorry? No. All right, the other thing you should be sorry for is you said, you referred to... You said fucking dead girls, like if you enjoy fucking dead girls, and you really should have said fucking dead women instead of girls. Why, sh why, why do you say that? Just to be respectful because nobody, no woman wants to be called a girl, dead or alive. But what if it, what if it is in fact a young girl? We didn't really specify. Were you, were you, what were you thinking? I was thinking of young little girls, if that's what makes me politically correct right now. Wow. <laughs> okay, you're really going for that extra extra mile there. Doubling down. Uh, the other thing, someone wrote to us. I've learned uh, it from watching our president. This uh, this was a woman, um, ho to ho 409 wrote me, and, uh, oh no, I'm oh, sorry, ho to ho 420 wrote me, and uh, they were like, why are you and Marine calling each other cunt, pussy, bitch, <laughs> vagina piece of shit? It was another thing that I said. And they're like, that's really hateful. We don't, we don't like that. We don't understand. And I just wanted to say that Marine and I call each other cunt because both of us really like the word cunt. It's a great word, cunt. And so we like to say cunt, we like call we're, each other cunt. We're reclaiming it. Yeah, we're reclaiming it. And uh, suck my dick if it's suck father's my dick, you. bitch. I mean. They're terms of endearment to us. To and us. I can see how this is not the first time I've heard someone say, why would you do that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, cunt, twat. Um, and you know, actually, like it's so because it's words, and I don't yeah. know. It just it, it get over it. I really feel like get over it. And but I don't want to say things that are very hurtful toward a particular group. Like there's certain things that I don't say anymore. But growing up in the '80s and '90s, there's words that we said that weren't even meant in a hateful way that now would be considered, like, a hate crime if you said it. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, it's not cool anymore, and I accept that, and I don't have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. but, okay. But um, I can still say contois. And, well, yeah, I should face. say, you gotta, you should do it with your own friends. And <laughs> you should call your own friends bitches and cunts. Give it a try. Give it a try. Jerk off, mm -hmm. asshole, piece of shit. I call um, my boyfriend all that stuff all the time. That's great. And then, you know, just try it out. There are people, there are friendships that can't withstand it. I have mm. friends, I'm not going to call them a bitch. Oh, yeah. I mean, none of my friends anymore that I've really met in my adulthood, I don't really be like, hey, bitch. That's, that's interesting. Maybe it's because we met in our adolescence. Yeah, and where we grew up, it was like yeah. that, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, all right, this is my, my turn to apologize. I wanted to apologize for bullying you 
and also news shaming you. I was bullying you in the last episode for not washing your hands. And I wanted to share a little story about how uh, one time I was at a sleepover and it was with, do you remember Constance, Connie? Oh, I remember Connie all right. Yeah. Well, so we were in high school. I think we were freshmen because I really do not think I continued being friends with no, her. No, I remember when you stopped being friends. After, after this. No, and I'm thinking what? of someone else actually. But yeah, I do remember when you stopped being friends with Constance. Well, I slept over Connie's house and, uh, and I woke up in the middle of the night because I had to pee and I went to go pee and, you know, I didn't wash my hands. Right? And I'll... Uh, confess to this that in the middle of the night when I got to pee I don't wash my hands because I'm half asleep yeah you know I'm half asleep I don't want to really wake up because if, then if you really wake up then it's like hard to get back right to sleep. well you can't turn the light on when you go to the bathroom right. in the middle of the night that's one thing so I get up and then I go back into the bedroom and I'm I'm laying down to go to sleep and then I hear Connie go Beth. and I was like yeah she goes you didn't wash your hands <laughs> and I was like, no, it's the middle of the night, you freaking creep. Because if she was listening to me not washing my this hands. Makes you, you pee. Yeah, in the middle of the night. And in any case, like, uh, it, Connie actually made me, she shamed me. Like, and, and actually, and you know what? Not a, not a good person in my book. And mm-hmm. so I recognized that and realize that what I did to you was really wrong, and I'm That's sorry. sweet, Beth. Um, I just want to clarify that I don't consider myself to be a victim of bullying in this situation, or really any situation. Uh-huh. I feel like calling myself a victim of bullying really takes away a lot of my you know, personal strength, okay. and um, I don't like it. I don't like the word bully. I think it makes me feel like a victim. I think victims get bullied. I think you can. So you're not accepting my apology. Um, you don't no, I you accept your apology because you empathize with me and you told a yeah. story about how you knew how I felt. Actually, that uh-huh. was a very effective apology. That's how you should apologize. Yeah, great job. So onwards, <laughs> I wanted to apologize for not mentioning that both Serena Williams and Naomi Osaka are black. And that you're saying you wanted to mention it? I didn't mention it, and I assumed that the issue, uh, that that was a part of the issue in addition to sexism, that what happened to them wasn't just sexist. And my not talking about the fact that they're black is kind of like, I would say, an example of white feminism, where I'm being like, yeah, the super sexist thing happened, but yeah. I'm completely ignoring race. Right. And but maybe it wouldn't have happened to a white woman. Right. So I wanted to apologize for being a white feminist and not mentioning race when it came to Naomi Osaka and Serena Williams. Well, so you sorry. are what you are. I'm, I'm learning. And it's like, you can't, if you're white and you're a feminist, it's really difficult to not be a white feminist. Right. Anyway, sorry for describing our vaginas to you and thus basically putting our pussies in your face. So you and I described our vaginas in the last episode in detail in a few sections of the Mm. podcast. And it was almost like we were like sitting on everyone's faces who was listening at that point in time. And I was like, 
I felt kind of awkward about it and it was like my vagina and I'm very familiar with it. And so I thought anyone listening, it might have offended them. All I have to say to anyone listening was, you're welcome. Joe Patco 69 wrote again, which was, uh, he's our, one of our number one fans, it seems like. <laughs> one of our number one commenters. Joe Patco 69. Eh? Joe Patco 69. And he said that we should apologize for saying, what? All the time. We've said why a lot, both what? of us. And it's because, like, this time you might notice a difference. We're in person, Maureen and I, yeah. today. When we're over the phone, I can't always hear what Maureen's saying. Yeah, and I feel like these first few episodes have definitely been a learning experience as far as the sound. Um, we're minimal here with mm-hmm. our equipment, so... Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully after the first few episodes, you can actually hear us. Yeah. But it does work better in person. It, it, yeah. And we'll probably be saying what with Pat later, later mm-hmm. on in the interview. What, what? And, uh, let's Joe see. Joe Paco 69 is just really, he really picks apart just our speech patterns and what we say. Well, that's what men like to do. Bully. He's a bully. You're a bully. So, uh, Maureen, I I wanted you to apologize for referencing Seinfeld again in the last episode. When you were talking about your Brazilian wax and you compared the woman to the soup Nazi. And I, you know, I really hate that show and don't think it's funny. And I don't know why you keep on referencing it. Don't care. Uh... I have here that not all births are vaginal. And I guess we assume that. Oh, we oh. assume that when we were like comparing, the, pushing through the podcast to being born through a vagina, just to like be like some people like, you know, uh, like Macbeth. Some people get C-sections? Yeah, some people get C-sections and are not um, born vaginally. So that's important to That's true. Must and I don't know if it affects them. Must be later inclusive. In life. I know that babies born vaginally are born with, like, these cone heads because they're, like, shoved out. Yeah. Uh, Then they go down, they're soft, and they go down, and then they get hard. uh, Oh, yeah, this was another Seinfeld thing that you do whenever we talk about gay people. You say, but not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, not that that there's anything wrong with that. And that's, again, please stop that joke. Please stop. Not stopping. As... Also, I ha- oh, my last sorry here is sorry for not quitting Amazon. And I just want to report back that since the last podcast recording, I have quit Amazon Prime. That's $156 a year that Amazon will be getting from me. Fucking right. Good. Fuck Amazon. Fuck I Amazon. do still shop there, though. I don't. I, I really... I'm weaning myself off of it because also I even just bought, like, I'm, I have a Comixology account, which is through Amazon, which is, like, comics. So you have I just bought a comic. Reasons. I just bought a fucking comic on there. I bought the Batman dick comic, even though it's censored and I don't get to see his dick in a comic, but I still bought it because I want to see a Batman supernatural horror comic and I'm so freaking excited and fuck all you dick chasers who bought all the first issue that I couldn't fucking buy it. So could you see the dick in that issue? Yeah, and it's gone. It's completely sold out. It came out Wednesday. It's gone. I'm sorry, Beth. And I had to get the censored online version. That's stupid. I know. And also, everyone who bought it is a fake fucking asshole anyway. That just wanted the dick comic. 
Right. Anyway, I bought the digital on that and I read that this morning. It was great. And okay, so on to the recap section. We have to hurry up. Uh, I told Pat I was calling him a minute ago. So recap from the 9-9 episode. Shout out John Lennon. Vaginas. Uh, the first thing I have here is we would like to take a, uh, a moment to talk about one of our sponsors for today's podcast of Two Hosts from Delco, Aliens Podcast, uh, and it's episode 10. And we're going to take a moment to, to talk about KY Warming Lube. KY Warming Lube, put it in your tube, KY Warming Lube. Or uh, it's also really great to use for your pussy pocket. Uh, we also recommend using it with a corpse vagina. If oh, you yeah. like fucking dead girls. If you're into necrophilia. If uh, you like to cut off their heads and um, have oral sex with their, their head, uh, you could use the KY warming lube uh, in, in the mouth area and it'll be just like real life. Please don't be a prude. KY warming lube. I'm when not you grab a boob, it's KY warming lube. If the girl is dead, if the girl is dead, won't mess with your head, cause her pussy will be warm and wet inside. Not her cold little face is in front of you, cause she died. I <laughs> just, I really can't get into a jingle with this. I just can't. Oh, I sure did. <laughs> So, KY, KY Warming Lube. So pick one, pick up a tube today, and if you are, uh, you could, they also have it available at Costco, um, if you need to buy in bulk. Which, yeah, sluts. Which you might have to. If you listen to us, you're probably a giant slut. And if you are shopping at Costco for KY Warming Lube, for your corpse and pocket pussy needs... Please use the promo co code two hose from Delco sixty nine for a twenty percent off uh, purchase of of uh, bulk Costco KY warming lube. So we should bottles. probably talk about Fleshlight. That's another sponsor, obviously. Oh, did they? They must have gotten in touch with you. Fleshlights, yeah. Fleshlights, yeah, yeah. So what? A fake pussy for you to put your dick in. And with the KY warming lube, they're co-sponsors. Are they? Oh, they're co-sponsors. Are they available online or at Costco? I think that they are available in both. I don't, I'm sure that you can find your pocket pussies at Costco in bulk, right next to your KY warming lube. Awesome. That's great. So if you would like to advertise with uh, Two Hoes from Delco, please do get in touch with us. You can DM us on Twitter and we'll give you our prices. Slide into our DMs, as the kids would say. Yes, they do say that. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about prices. We have tens and uh, tens of listeners yeah. that you could advertise sure to do. today. All right, so uh, we didn't talk. We talked about uh, pussy lips in the last episode, and we failed to bring up uh, the 
porn that we used to watch all the time in high school called Cinderella. The oh, musical yeah. Porn. Yep. Sadly, I feel like I did see that more than once. Oh, yeah. We watched it a lot. So weird. And so it was a, it's this porn from the 70s, and it's a musical. And basically, how Cinderella gets the prince is because her pussy lips clap. She's a snapping pussy. She she's the snapper. She's the snapper, so it feels really good to have sex with her. Like, so she's the best fuck in the village and that's how she gets the prince and when she gets her snapping pussy from her fairy god mother father he was like a drug dealer oh he was robbing her house i don't remember and she was like what are you doing and then he was like i'm your fairy godmother and then he gives her a snapping pussy and then popcorn pops out of, of her vagina. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's pretty creative. Pretty creative. Wait, and are we keeping our guest waiting right now? We still have six more recaps. He'll be fine. Jesus. Anyway, so we failed to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Since we're... The other one I wanted to talk about was Ajuma Baraka on Twitter, who is the person who alerted me to the uh, news site that was banned from Facebook for accurately reporting about Venezuela. So if you want to get real news and not fake news, uh, I suggest that you follow Ajuma Baraka on Twitter. Can you spell it? A-J-U-M-A-B-A-R-A-K-A. And that's completely from memory. So good luck. I think I'm I'm right on that. You'll tweet it out. Um, vagina censorship, uh, I just wanted to point out that our image of a vagina that was for our vagina episode that I posted on Instagram was censored Mm -hmm. and that's something social media loves to censor a vagina. Uh, but you know what? I've seen a lot of Batman dick on Instagram because everyone's taking a picture of the Batman dick comic and none of that shit got censored. But Marie and I can't have an anatomically correct vagina in our image about for our episode that's about vaginas, which I just think is fucked up. It is fucked up. Uh, okay. This is... (sighs) Marie, you are shaming me for being a hipster in the last episode And I wanted to break down, first off, that I think one reason that you like to shame me for a hipster, for being a hipster, is because you're jealous of my thigh gap. And secondly, I wanted to point out that you also moved to Fishtown in 2003. Yeah. Yeah, well, so you're a hipster. I didn't say I, like, wasn't. I think I was at one time. But now I'm, like, back to being, like, Delco ho all the way. So I'm just saying... My my pet peeve with the word hipster is because I think it's past. I think it's classist. I think it's another way of like shaming people for dressing above their class, and or like looking like sharp or nice in their own like sort of way. It's kind of the same way you would shame like a greaser in like the fifties. Right. Like was like another term. Like so I don't know. That's why I really hate the word uh, hipster. I think it's classist to call people hipsters. Uh, and it all goes back to, basically, I broke it down to, it goes back into, uh, the history of the United States of America when Puritans would shame pirates because pirates, uh, were 
the the uh, new rich people. They the were nouveau, the guys. They were the guys the that wore the rich. eyeliner in that society. The nouveau riche. They were coming off the seas with all this money, and they came to the United States and built all these mansions, mansions and shit. And the Puritans, who were like Christian fucks, I didn't know this. Yeah, they shame pirates for hmm. being wealthy. And in any case, so I think it's like some puritanical bullshit calling people hipsters. So go fuck yourself. I just started watching Black Sails, by the way. Have you ever watched it? No. It's pirates. Okay. It's like a pirate romance novel. It's like soft porn. Ooh. Yes. Oh, you got me. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that, that either because we just got done watching Spartacus. Oh, I, oh my god, I love Spartacus. It's exactly like Spartacus. It's like, it's it, like it soft like porn. Romance novel. Yeah, By the way, that. there's like some people, which we can't talk about on the podcast, when I was really into Spartacus, that were like, thought it was fucked up that I watched it, because it was definitely like soft porn porn, and mm-hmm. I was like, that's, dude, this is fucking awesome, what are you talking about? So I just you thought don't it was like stupid, porn? I didn't think, I didn't it's know It's stupid, it but like, oh, what about the scene where he's painted all in gold? Oh my god! That is so uh-huh. fucking hot, right? So hot. Well, I didn't get into the later seasons of Spartacus because the There's actor like died of cancer. The actor died of cancer. Yeah, well, that yeah, was, so. yeah, when me and Carl watched it, he um, was explaining about what happened with that actor and everything. So and he hot. was so great. So hot, too. He's so hot. Beautiful. And um, he got, like, a really, like, a leukemia or, like, a really... Brain cancer. Or brain cancer or something. Like, he got cancer and was, like, dead in, like, two years. Sucks. Anyway, Spartacus is awesome. I will definitely watch Black Sails. Wait, where is it on? It was the same channel, I think, Stars, maybe? Oh, fuck. I have no Stars access. I'll get, get I'll, it to you. I'll just steal it. Anyway, so I also wanted to mention we talked about getting tampon applicators stuck up in your vagina. And I just wanted to warn people, you can get two tampons stuck. Yeah. I It hasn't happened to me, but a friend of mine uh, got to, like, forgot about a tampon. Yeah, that's bad. And and they didn't know for like weeks, but then it was like it started to really smell down there yes. and shit like that. Yep, and they went to the hospital, and there they pulled. They, there was a tampon up there, so that's fucking disgusting. And I've so heard you gotta like be. You, I it's not a. It's check not my a, vagina. You should well, especially like if you're like first off, I think it's like hey, maybe you got wasted the night before, and you're wearing a tampon, and you just like fucking forgot about yeah. it. And uh, then you just put another tampon in. You're not thinking. And I'm just saying it's not an urban legend. Because when no, I first not. heard about two tampons, I was like, that's re- who? Of course How it could that happen? Of course it can. And it can happen. So don't let that happen to you. Be very aware. And honestly, like, I don't even, like, use tampons unless it's, like, I'm going swimming or something I don't like anymore that. as I don't much know. either. I can't wait for menopause, actually. Yeah, same. Okay, so uh, what is it? Uh, I can't vagina, vagina, inform, vagina misinformation sensor and abortion Roe versus Wade Lysol. It's all connected. Okay, dokey. Wow. It's all connected. Oh, That's okay. That's do some acid. So I okay. I understand what I was saying here. No, I wasn't. I wasn't on acid when I wrote this. I was saying that a lot of the information, a lot of problems with women's rights today is because of vagina misinformation. And uh, and it stems to social media censorship. I do not think it's a surprise that the first work of art that was ever censored on Facebook was of a vagina. Because I think they don't want us to know what vaginas look like. They don't want women to educate themselves. And guess what? If we're not educated by our own vaginas and like 
where it all starts for pro abortion and Roe versus Wade and all that kind of shit with women's rights is before the baby, yeah. before all of that. And it's about knowing about your vagina. And so I think it is fucked up that social media uh, censors this yeah. kind of thing because it's basically, it kind of sets up in, it, it, the censorship kind of like mind controls you. Yeah. Like the, like what reptilian aliens do. Just like <gasps> reptilian aliens. Can you call Pat? Wait a minute. Okay, we're going to call Pat, but I'm just saying this is all connected. It's reptilian aliens who are, like, they're the ones who are suspected that run the earth. Uh-huh. Yeah, I knew And that. control us and are enslaving they, like, the human race. too or something? And, yeah, they're shape, reptilians are shapeshifters. So, and then, reptilians are shapeshifters. Shit. Oh, my God. And they're, they're... Reptilians are shapeshifters, and they are censoring women because they're probably secretly impregnating women. I read something about that. And because of this, they want to overturn Roe versus Wade. Wait, what? That and that... Yeah, because then... All right, this is all connected. Wait, am I on speakerphone? Unmute. Wait. Pat! Okay. Hi, is this Pat Alicio? It is. This is Beth and Maureen from Two Hosts from Delco. Hi, Pat. Hey, what's up? You're, you're live. Up? You're live on Two Hosts from Delco right now. Except we're it's not live. broadcasting live. No, we're not broadcasting live. But we also don't edit at all. Nope. Nope. Yeah, so, I listened to a few episodes. Oh, you're the one. <laughs> you're the, yeah, you're the third listener. Me, Beth, and you. <laughs> uh, so I, I, we did. We just did our like our recap and apologies, and we started to talk about aliens. And now, officially, that you have joined us, we're going to really talk about aliens. Really talk about them. But uh, I want to talk about aliens specifically in your comics because that's really the reason why you're on our podcast today. Because you just came out with a new comic called Survive 300 Million, and it's out by Retrofit and Big Planet Books. Yeah. Um, and I also, I got to read part two. Can we really talk about part two, or is that, like, super secret? Yeah, I mean, part two is coming out in November. They're coming oh, out yeah. pretty close to each other. And, uh, yeah, it's just easier to promote them both at the same time, I feel like. Yeah, I only saw the first one, which I really enjoyed it. I love post-apocalyptic, nihilistic kind of um, comics like that, and I like it how it looks aesthetically. Uh, yeah, actually, I would describe uh, these comics as art comics. Is that what you're yeah. going for, Pat? You're going, to, you're trying to make art comics. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, not for this one. No, I, I feel like. There's another comic I'm working on right now that is like my art comic style. That's just like a little bit more abstract and stuff. But the, I, I literally would think of this as like my mainstream comic or like my Pat, manga. Pat, you have to uh, agree with my opinions if you're gonna. No. <laughs> if we're gonna. That's right. Yeah, sure. 
That's you can love me in with uh, our comics, but this is me trying not to be like that. But I guess I failed this time. Again. Well, I would say like so where because the viscera, the exploding heads, hmm. the you know all of those panels get like super abstract, and then yeah. even at the end of this comic, uh, where where Marine accurately puts it, you said it was a mind meld. Happening. Yeah, like a mind yeah. meld, right? With the with the aliens? Yeah. yeah, I guess that is pretty uh, artsy, art comic-y. Yeah, I don't, um, I, I don't see that kind of stuff happening in, like, the Batman comics I read. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, th- I really liked it. I thought it was cool. I'm, I'm into this kind of, this kind of thing. Um, I really, really enjoyed another one of your comics that I saw, the Stoner Alien comic with Fox Mulder, because I'm, like, a huge X-Files fanatic. And oh, immediately yeah. as I was scrolling down your page, I saw that I saw Mulder and then like the other blonde guy, he's like the techie guy, right? From he's the X-Files? Like, yeah, the, one of the, the three renegades or yes. whatever they're called. Yeah. The hackers. That's awesome. Yeah, that guy. I forget his name. Me too. I don't know if he has oh, one. Oh, thank God. Pat forgot it too. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to be like, oh, it's John the no. techie. The what? The <laughs> John the techie. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I have the culture. I have the first issue of Stoner Alien. Stoner Alien's hilarious. It's more, it's like strippy. It's comic strip. I like format. that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of morphed over the years. It used to be like a really shitty, like MS Paint drawn comic where I would just type it in, and then I drew that comic, that like sixteen page comic. But now I just do them one page at a time. Uh, you did uh, Stoner Alien, let's see, in um, the Philadelphia Secret Admirer recently. And yeah. uh, what are the other issues? Are they in, like, your store for people to buy? Uh, no, it's just basically published through the Secret Admirer. I've been doing that for, like, the last five or six issues, and I, I'm going to just keep doing that. But it's also on this website called uh, Stazita. Stazita Magazine, I think. Can you spell that? It's, uh, I don't know if I can spell it off my head. I think it's S-T-A-I-Z-I-T-T-A. Is that all lowercase? Does it matter when you type in websites? Beth! Beth is an idiot. She (laughs) is an old woman who still thinks that it matters if you have uppercase and lowercase. Are there any spaces? (laughs) Oh, Okay. All right. Yeah, well, you should. www.first. <laughs> well, so the the mini zine that I have of Stoner Alien, then that was just one that you did through your Yeah Dude comics. Yeah, that was uh, I think it was like 2013 or 14, a while ago now. But yeah, that was just for my like uh, I did like a little subscription thing in that year, and that was the one that I did. I was just um, yeah. I just felt like that was the first time I, before that, it was just the Stoner Alien from, I drew on like MS Paint, and that was like my first one I like hand drew, and that was when I worked at Whole Foods at the time, so a lot of Stoner Aliens kind of autobiographical stuff. That's cool. Yeah, I just saw the one, I'm going to have to check out more. Yeah, I... Yeah, I think this, the Zeta website, they have like a, the most, uh, the most of them, or yeah, obviously, uh, you check out my Patreon too, I post all of them on my Patreon. 
Cool. Just put a little plug in there. Nice. Yeah, get on the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Pat Alicio. P-A-T-A-U-L. I think it's Yeah Dude Comics. Oh, it's Yeah Dude? Okay, so it's Patreon.com. Yeah Dude Comics. Patreon.com. Yeah, no yeah. space. And uh, and how much is it to be on your Patreon? Is it? A, do you have dollar month people? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I have. I'll take a one dollar. I have a Patreon as well. Mine's patreon.com forward slash Beth Heinley B T H H E I N L Y, and it's no space. And I have dollar patrons too. In any case, yeah. uh, you should do another mini zine of Stoner Alien now. Well, that's, that's the plan. I'm doing all these one-page comic ones that I've been like, I'm trying to, you know, get to 32 of them and then uh, have someone put their little collection out. Oh, I have a personal question. How much does the website, that one um, website that you spelled out, uh, how much do they pay you for a comic? They don't, you're they don't you're not supposed anything. to ask that. What? They don't pay you? Free. No. They should pay you because uh, Stoner Alien is pretty freaking hilarious and it's popular. You should be getting paid. Yeah, I know. All right. I need to find someone that will pay me. It was on another website before that that they uh, said they were going to, they said they would pay, but they never really did. Oh, Jesus Christ. Being a, a comic artist, an indie comic artist is not easy. Um, yeah, but for that kind of stuff, I mean, I get paid through at, uh, what's his face, uh, um, the Secret Admirer. And oh. also, the, the end goal for me is to have a, you know, a comic out of it. I really yeah. don't give a shit about web comics. You know, thanks, just Pat. Putting, <laughs> just putting shit up there. I mean, you know, the three o'clock on our blog <laughs> is the only web comic I read. But uh, thank you. Aside yeah. from that. <laughs> uh, okay. So well. Okay. So and then Stoner Alien just back to survive three hundred million. Because uh, there's a gray alien in this book as well. Is like so. Stoner Alien's a gray alien, right? Yeah. He's not the same alien, though. It's not the same. Because Survive 300 Million is more, like, realistic, like, in my mind, like, you know, real-life aliens. And Stoner Alien is just, uh, kind of just autobiographical. It's basically me. So do you, like, are, do you have, so you have, like, the greys, and then you have, like, this reptile, is that, like, a reptilian race, so you have more than one kind of alien? Yeah, in, in Survive 300 Million, that's the basic, it's just, like, the little grays. I guess I go into it more in the second one, but there's like the worker grays, which, you know, people would uh, think of when they get abducted and stuff. It's just like, you know, three foot tall gray aliens that, you know, just speak to you psychically. And then above that is like, there's taller ones. And then above that is like reptilians, but they also have like hybrid human aliens as well. Right. I've but, heard about, cause like they have to save their race or something. What? Do they like have to save their race? Is Which that ones? why there's hybrids? The uh, the reptilians. The reptilians. I feel like the they're race. just evil fucking assholes. Are we talking? Wait, are we talking about your universe, or are we talking well, about see, your concept of Be what you think? Where we go? And I want to say, I think Pat's alien universe is connected to like real like right. how alien ph philosophy, alien philanthropy. Yeah, what? like real like <laughs> ufology research. A yeah. lot of it is based. <laughs> After that, as they would say, I mean, the, the whole, I don't, I don't directly say it or reference it, but like, mm. I think I might have posted it on the internet a long time ago, but the whole main mountain that they're climbing into in uh, Survive 300 Million is uh, the Dulce Mountain, 
which is goes through like Nevada and Colorado. But in Colorado, that's where they say there is like an actual reptilian base, like inside of the mountain. And you know, there's like trucks of people that get, uh, you know, picked up in a different town and they get drilled in there. It's like, you know, secret scientists working on dark projects hand in hand with reptilians. So that's like based after, you know, real life. And then I put that into my comic in the future. So that's like the last running base of the reptilians. Mm -hmm. That's what they're in, in my book, but I don't really directly reference that, but you could like, uh, you know, if you just look up like Dulce mountain reptilian base, but yeah. well, if I was like a super alien freak fan like yourself, then I would have known that when I was reading your book. But I didn't catch the reference, so I'm really glad you mentioned it. Me too, because I was wondering what it was supposed well, to be. Well, I thought it was like, honestly, I saw it as the archetype of the hero adventure. And it, there's always a volcano or a mountain that you have to climb yeah, up. Yeah, like a fortress. Like even the alien landscape that we have in front of us right now, there's a volcano in it. And yeah. there's also a big mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Blaze, is Blaze a hybrid? Is this a reveal? Because I, I don't really know. No, that. he's not. I mean, I'm currently writing out like kind of his origin story right now. He's not a hybrid. He's just um, a human. Well, psychic. I'm like kind of workshopping the idea. Maybe I could just go over it with you two and uh, we could figure it out. Well, it, but, he could be like the Messiah-like figure in Dune, like that guy, like who was human but had the, uh, what do they call it, the spice? Yeah. Well, I do want to have it like he is specially uh, like trained in their bread. Because I was thinking of like other, of even into other kind of sci-fi lords. Like you, you guys uh, know like Kurt Vonnegut books. Yes. The aliens, oh, the I have a tattoo. Are like octopus. Wait, wait what was Pat saying? Hold on, Sorry. what did you say? Maureen just had to tell you she has a Kurt Vonnegut tattoo like every other basic bitch out there. Shut but go the ahead. I ran into one the other day. What's your tattoo? It says so it goes. Oh, okay. But see, Pat was just talking. He's like, great. Seen that online. (laughs) Anyway, but I read Cat's Cradle like a decade ago. So please uh, educate me on Kurt Vonnegut because I don't know. I mean, I've read a handful of books. I'm not. I'm not an expert by all means, but I've seen some of his uh, movies. Uh, from the 70s, mm-hmm. but aside from that, from what I, there was like, um, there was an alien movie that came out a couple of years ago, uh, 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 what's it called, where it was like this woman's trying to talk to aliens, but they, they're like big octopuses, octopi. No, I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about, uh, it's not... She's red, she's, she's like a redhead. It's Kate Winslet, actress. it's Kate Winslet, right, or... No, it's not her. No, it's uh, the movie's called Arrival. That, yeah, uh, it's uh, Superman's girlfriend, Amy, uh, Sharp Objects Lady. Sharp Objects Lady. Well, anyway, whatever. Sorry. In that movie, they're like octopus, and I saw mm-hmm. a review for it, and they said that those come from a Kurt Vonnegut book. Oh, huh. okay. I don't know what and octopus like, is. I don't know. I've never read that book either, but. And then also on top of reading, it's, you know, I read like, you know, alien types things, but mm-hmm. if, maybe you guys have seen this. It was like, uh, the scientists came out saying that a lot of octopus DNA was actually alien. I did not, but that's interesting. 
You see that? Well, apparently, like, in the scheme of evolutionary history, the, all the unique traits that cephalopods have of spraying ink and doing camouflage and mimicking shit, yeah. like, that never existed until, like, all of a sudden it existed. So they think, uh, you know, the wild theory would be some sort of comet landed or some shit and octopus DNA got into a fish DNA or some shit. But the main idea is that they explain that throughout evolution, it takes hundreds of thousands of years to learn how, you know, for like thumbs to grow or like monkeys to use tools. But like all of a sudden, like, you know, 2017, there was no such thing as animals that sprayed ink or had camouflage. And then 2018, all of a sudden, there's a blip in the evolutionary scale. So they're trying to blame it on uh, them being some sort of aliens because their DNA is completely unique. Mm. I feel like that's not far-fetched at all. And I kind of feel like, why wouldn't that happen? Like, you know what I mean? Like, plants have... spores that fly on the wind so that they can spread their seed like the universe works that way i imagine if the earth works that way like the rest of the whole universe probably works that way and probably sometimes there are meteors or whatever that crash on other planets that have life and that's probably just how it works like people are so oh my god like why the fuck would we be the only life in the entire universe that's just silly yeah and just in the basic terms of, like, looking at, like, octopus eyes and just looking at them, they're, like, fucking weird, scary-looking things. I'm going to look this up. That's cool. Uh, one of my fave alien sci-fi books is a trilogy, uh, Lilith's Brood by Octavia Butler. And those okay. aliens are octopus-like huh. in it. Yeah. The, uh, I f- yeah. I forget what... I know, like, the one... Of the first, so they have, like, three genders, and there's, like, a... A gender neutral and they're called Ulays and basically uh but I forget what uh, all of a sudden I'm like I can't remember all the aliens names what they're called but it's similar yeah. to well because it reminded me of the uh the Anunnaki which are suspected it's like they're a god that was worshipped in ancient Sumeria or something like Anun- that. Anunnaki? Yeah. Yeah, I know about that. I, mean, I saw. I, I just watched YouTube documentaries on the Anunnaki uh, before. Yeah, so people are saying that they're alien. They were an alien race and not actually like deities. They were actually real aliens that came and bred with human beings and like created like um, intelligent life on Earth. That's like. Uh, but they're but they're described as like really tall like people like very tall people they would be like seven eight foot tall Whoa. and like yeah. all white like glowing white hmm. mm-hmm. which I thought was super interesting and totally believable because there's a lot of illustrations yeah yeah and artwork yeah so it's proof. yeah well the reason I brought up the octopus was mm-hmm. that. The your original question about Blaze is that my idea is that where Axel came from, mm. they're just like breeding humans, and he's like a warrior human that ends up being a cyborg, obviously. Yeah. But they also breed like women that are just psychic, and they're like breeding their psychic ability. And the octopus and the reptilians are like the two uh, opposing forces. 
Wait, they're wait, they're breeding women with to have children with psychic powers. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Wow, that so, is just like that is just like Dune. Is have, it? Yeah, have you read Dune, Frank Herbert? I've been I've been trying to read it all summer. I'm like fifty pages into it, but I'm not I'm not a very good reader when it comes to novels. I read comics mainly. Well, but, you should audiobook it since you draw comics. Yeah. Because it actually is really boring. I don't blame you. I actually didn't like Dune very much, but... Um, yeah, Trent, because I have to reread a lot. Whenever I read a page, I have, like go over it again. Like, what, which, which word is this? And you have to kind of yeah. remember what all the words mean. Well, the, all the made-up ones. The witch women are called like the weirding... They're, they know the weirding way. They're called weird women. And, um, and they're only meant to breed, uh, human beings with psychic powers, but they're only supposed to breed females with psychic powers. But the one woman who's like a concubine to this, the, uh, king of earth or whatever the fuck. And I'm like really good at talking about books. (laughs) And, but in any case, that's, she, she learns that she's having a male and decides to not terminate the pregnancy. Um, which is like against the whatever, but that's how he becomes the, the Messiah, the second coming or whatever. That's going to save, um, humanity. But, um, yeah, yeah, that's basically it. So anyway, I just think the connections are, that's interesting. Are there, you should audio book it. Yeah. I'll look into it. But it's also super racist, Dune, by the way. I never had really. Yeah. There's like, like, because the way... Sorry. I just feel like the, the way they're, 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 from what I've read so far, like uh-huh. how they describe the different planets and like kind of uh, the politics of it and mm-hmm. like the people that like live on the sand planet or spice planet or whatever and how they they seem to like be discriminating them. Well, and it's kind of like in comparison to the politics that were going on in the United States at the time uh, when it's... Uh, when it's taken place being written, people have compared it to uh, the United States being interested in drilling for oil in the Middle East. And they have compared, like, for instance, this book to, like, he was, like, politically writing about about that going on at the time. So in that sort of way, um, also the names and stuff, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's kind of fucked up. The worms are cool. The sandworms. Yeah. That's all I know. I just know they're sandworms. Did you see... Well, Maureen, I mean, did you see David Lynch's movie, Dune? Did you no. see... Did you watch that, Pat? Oh, yeah. I've seen that a bunch of times. Yeah. So, like, when I read it's, the book, I, like, could imagine which characters who and, you know, Kyle McLaughlin and Sting and, and that guy and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty much spot on to the book, the movie, so... Yeah, I've heard that they had, like, a, there's comics from the 80s. It's, like, an adaptation of the movie, but it's by uh, Bill Sinkovich. Oh. Sinkovich, that guy. I'm familiar with him. Uh, well, also, my other thing, I, there, there's a lot, I don't know, with a lot of sci-fi, sometimes with, like, male authors, I feel like they're, I don't know. I, that's the other thing I didn't really like doing because... I just felt like it was really weird that, you know, the 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 mother of, like, Colin McLaughlin's character or whatever is, like, a concubine. And then, like, you know, there's, like, 
there's just a lot of sexism in it that I'm not really into. It's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. But Well, I'm not trying to go too <laughs> deep into that thing. Like, within my stuff, I feel like it's a lot of uh, humans are... It's not that they're just like a tool in the ongoing war between reptiles and cephalopods. Huh. Okay. Well, I enjoy yeah, Axel's not, character. I'm not trying to do like a messiah thing either oh. necessarily because I want to have like later on like a uh, kind of like uh, what's, uh, that, those kids that get on the island, Lord of the Flies. Yeah. You ever see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's going to be like a bunch of psychic kids that kind of got away and they're just like raising themselves being crazy wood psychic kids. That's they cool. Across them. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's I there's gonna be a lot of exploding heads in that. I'm gonna <laughs> just make a prediction. Uh so but in any case, I like Axel's uh stereotypical sort of closed mindedness though. Especially in the part twos when he has to work alongside a hybrid alien. Oh yeah. And Yeah, I, I wanted to make like the the dad like a bigot. Basically, yeah. I'm into that. Um, I mean, like, I'm not into bigots. No, but... not like a bigot. Like uh, we would think. Net, well, like I would think, like a like a prison, prison type of uh, socio economy scale. If you ever watch yeah. like Locked Up or prison documentaries, like you know where you don't really have a choice if you're white, like you have to be racist in whatever right. certain prisons. That kind of idea, of, especially, like, the difference between aliens and, like, reptiles and how they don't give a fuck about each other. So, anyway, in any case, going back to your sci-fi uh, uh, influences for, for your alien content in Survive 300 Million, basically, are you going off of, you know, uh, your own YouTube alien education or are there like other books that are referencing the type of aliens and stuff uh, that are throughout we throughout Survive 300 Million? Like we got the reptilians um, and the greys. And... It's, yeah, it's a lot of just kind of ufology stuff, but some yeah. of it is uh, also uh, like Dragon Ball Z. Like the one alien by the end is kind of a ripoff of Cell, which is mm. like, a, like a bug alien in that show. But also more in, like, part two, I do a lot of, maybe not necessarily the aliens, but, like, the whole feel of, uh, you know, in part two when they fight, when they, like, are flying around in the air fighting mm-hmm. is basically a Dragon Ball Z-type fight where they, like, punch each other through mountains and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So a lot of, like, and also the book uh, Fist of the North Star, which is, like, a 90s manga. Uh-huh. Like, those are the two kind of, like, aesthetics of the story I'm going for but yeah as far as like the alien creating aliens and shit that's uh mainly just you know ufology research kind of stuff yeah um mashed together and I just try to like you know so assemble some sort of story of like octopus versus reptiles and stuff like that isn't necessarily something that is you know you could look up yeah, I hope to see more octopus um, action going on in your comics in the future. Yeah. I hope, I hope you expand on this. Yeah, so like as far as right now, like I'm going to do one like book a year for the next couple of years or foreseeable future. Yeah, but you can get really crazy with like ink illustration too. Like, uh, What's that? 
you can get really crazy with like the whole ink part of like uh, with the octopus octopi. Oh yeah, yeah. That could get really, really nuts. So also, I my other question uh, about your comics, basically, because even in Survive Three Hundred Million, and also another one that you, uh, it was three issues. Infinite Bowman, which is follows um, the 2000 Space Odyssey, but it's yeah. like a, a fan fiction, I guess you could say, because it's like after uh, Finding yeah, the Monolith. Yeah, pretty much fan fiction. Yeah. And uh, but the color palette uh, in in Survive 300 Million, what what is like your influence on that? And I would say because like, yeah, I was wondering because it's very, I think it's very unique to uh, your, your own style, so I was wondering what you were thinking. Yeah, uh, you know, I really wasn't, th- I mean, I was kind of thinking. <laughs> I wanted to do minimal lines, uh-huh. but also, like, I kind of shot myself in the foot as far as the way that I produced the book, because, um, you know, Infinite Bowman was all black and white, yeah. so I would just do, like, draw everything you know, take like nine months or a year or whatever and draw an issue and then scan it all in and then do it that way. Uh-huh. So I did that with this book too. Well, I drew everything and then I was like, all right, now I'm going to color it. And it took me like nine months to color both the issues back to back. Because all in all, it was like 180 some pages. Wow. So I feel, I feel like I learned a lot about Photoshop and like how to do it quickly. And like throughout the book, you can kind of see the color uh, palette and like the way of coloring kind of change or some of the things I'm like picking up along the way. Mm-hmm. So a lot of this was just kind of like learning. So by the time I uh, color issue three, it will be like a lot better, I guess. Yeah, I definitely saw a progression between uh, part one and part two. But I think as like a three-part series, that'll just be really interesting. Because then yeah. they, they can be like, like for instance, part one can be like, is even more, it is more of a subdued story before, and part two is like way more action. Yeah. Um, so the color pal- palette really gets super heightened and experimental in a lot of places, which I think is awesome. Um, so... Yeah, so you're going to have to amp it up, part three. Yeah, and I'm just going to, like, draw a page. I mean, this is what I've been doing now with the last couple things that I've been doing, uh, drawing that isn't survived for a million, but, you know, draw a page and then immediately scan it in and color it instead of just draw them all at once and then color them. Because, like, there was, like, nine months where I was barely drawing. I was just on Photoshop. I was trying to do around, like, four pages a day or, like, eight pages a week or something like that, burying what I was doing with other projects. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it, it ends up sucking after a while. I can't imagine, like, being somebody that works in an office on a computer all day long, just okay. sitting there and, like... It's horrible. Coloring on foot, like, just being on a computer for, like... Because I would be coloring for, like, eight hours, you know. A good, like, drawing session would be, like, eight hours, and that's, like... It's hard. Yeah, it sucks so, your soul. So how long did it take you to do this book then? If you were like color, you said you were coloring for nine months. Yeah, it was almost like a. Well, originally it was supposed to be one big book, but then partway through, I was like, "Well, let's just make it a. Can we make it a series?" And then, also, I knew I wasn't going to hit the deadline to get it as in like one big book. So I was like, "Let's just cut it in two, and I'll finish this first part, and then I'll mm-hmm. then I'll have another six months." But, um, 
yeah, around two years. I started in July two thousand sixteen, and then I finished. I finished everything last June, so a little bit shy of two years. So it was like sent away, and like all summer I was just working on other shit, uh, and like you know tweaking, like doing some of the cover stuff and working out other stuff. But so it is going to be like this issue now that's like should be out now, and then uh, we could at least order it online or buy it from me. Mm-hmm. And then the next issue will be out in November, and then from here on out, I'm just gonna do like one, like a hundred and twenty page book every September. Cool. Is the plan. And also, just to because um, we were like talking about your color palette, but everyone's we're on a podcast, so people have no idea what we're talking about. But uh, they actually they probably should be reading along. Uh, with like reading your comic while listening I think but if you're not doing that and you're stupid the color palette it's we got it's basically I would say the first layer is it's a layer like I guess you would call it the underpainting is pink and blue and they're like a pastel color and then we have a bunch of neon colors overlaid and I'm wondering like greens and reds and yellows and stuff like that but uh, is this like a is this a rhizograph printing or is it just like I don't know? No, it, it's like offset. It's like a regular okay. you know book printer. Um, I did a lot of like texture and like layer stuffs over like a lot of the half tones throughout it to make some of the colors too. Uh-huh. And um, at least one thing which is like I thought was a subtle touch is just that there's no black in it at all. I use all like dark purple is like the black. Yeah, that's, cool. that's nice. Um, yeah. You know, I feel like that always gives it a nice little touch so that my, you know, th- people think of like Rizzo in that way. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, it's, you know, yeah, it reminded me of like, like a Rizzo. Right. make like crazy colors. Yeah. What's that? It reminded me of like a Rizzo uh, graph printer the way it looked. That's why I was like. Yeah, it's got kind of the look, but like if, if that was like real, it'd be that like, be you know, a hundred different colors or something like that, you know? That would be actually, that would be stupid to do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, we got, we got about like 15, 10, 15 minutes left, but uh, I really think. We need to talk about some more aliens. Yeah, I actually, yeah. I have a couple of questions for you, Kyle, okay. Alessio. Um, sure. So for you personally, do you believe, question number one, just a short yes or no, maybe a short comment. Do you believe that aliens exist? Yeah. Do you, second question, believe that they have made contact with human beings? Not only that, but I believe they've also at least have contact with, like, government or other kind of uh, leader positions and that at least part of the American government has worked hand-in-hand with alien stuff. Or this alien is what I was talking about with yeah. Roe versus Wade. Have you, um, have you watched the Disclosure Project? Um, with the Stephen Greer? I'm not really sure of the name. Like, it, it, it has... All of these like high level government employees, like one yeah, after the yeah, other, yeah. like test, like basically telling their story, saying like I'll testify to this in court. Yeah, you know that's like the another heartwarming thing that I've been coming across the last couple of years is like a lot of that. A lot of it is bullshit. You know, there's a lot of hoax, hoax people and just people talking out their ass and trying to sell their books. Right. But there's definitely 
a lot, if you go through, if you just look up a lot of, like, um, footage that's just, like, NASA satellites or weather uh, weather channel stuff, and they just, you know, it's just, there's people that just look over this footage and be like, yo, check out this fucking weird thing that does, like, a 90-degree turn, or, like, yeah. you see, like, that kind of stuff is, a, uh, I feel like, a bit more proof than somebody trying to sell you their book. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's it's we it's a boggy kind of like pretty muddy uh, you know genre or profession or whatever beliefs to get your way through who's like bullshitting you and what's uh, real not real. Well, that's how a lot of like <laughs> that's what the internet is, and that's what a lot of we've come to I think accept opinion often as fact. You know, in the in, yeah. re, in the recent times, you know what I mean. So it's extremely hard to differentiate. You're right. Um, yeah. Well, it, well, we've seen the last, like, basically since Trump is another yes. weird thing where it's just like are you a lot of like alien stuff, and, like they just are like really pro Trump and they just start going off about Trump shit. I'm like, oh wait, you're just like a fucking idiot. Like and, Midwest. That's so weird. Yeah, I wouldn't think of, like, alien people would be into Donald Trump because he would be my first call as being a reptilian shapeshifter. I mean, I well, no, obviously Hillary is if you're a Trump supporter. Hillary is a reptilian. Well, I mean, everyone yeah. knows that. I've actually seen pictures of her with her reptilian eyes. Um, yeah, I've seen that. So yeah. yes, she's popular. Even though it's you know I'm not a Trump supporter. Huh? Did you see the footage of Donald Trump like kissing like a lizard from two days ago or yesterday? No, but I want to see it. No, we're gonna we're totally we'll gonna watch that. The, he, I, I don't know the context of it. It's just like a short little four second clip. But he's, you know, he's sitting at a desk. People ask him a question. He's, he just looks up and just <laughs> like before with before his, like teeth out like a, like a fucking like one of those like thrilled lizards. Uh, before we called you up, I was saying I had a reptilian uh, conspiracy theory that I thought that they're secretly breeding with uh, women on Earth, so they're making hybrids, and the reason why they want to turn Roe versus Wade is because they don't want women getting abortions, because they want to make sure that their hybrid alien race comes into being. That's my big theory. <laughs> That's why Republicans are. I think all Republicans are probably shapeshifters, reptilians. Probably. That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, you have to dehumanize them in order to like really hate them in a black and white manner. So yeah, sure, they are alien shapeshifters bent on our destruction, destruction of the human race. Well, okay. I guess some of them are human, but they just work hand in hand because they're just like compromised evil. You know, because at least, at least you could just say a lot of the Republican guys, are they're like evil people. And yeah. think of like who's really pulling the strings and they would just do the bidding of like the lizard overlords. So they're like greys. They're like, I don't know. They're just, they are what they are. They're, they're actually like Jeff Sessions and shit and he just takes it from a fucking... They've, they've been assimilated. Is that what you call it in Survive 300 Million? What is it where they completely mind control you? They put you in a tank. Oh yeah, simulation. Yeah, basically, yeah. That is That's like another one. idea behind it, just like having an army of mindless people that you could control. Mm -hmm. That's what the Republicans are doing. Well, and yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. 
Well, uh, yeah. if there was an alien you wanted, you would want to meet. What what species of alien would it be? Um, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of them, a lot of myths stuff that goes up until there's like reptilian is kind of like a separate thing from like that's what I kind of mix would be like the reptilians and greys like those are kind of separate things in the in UFO world uh-huh. they would go up to greys to like tall greys and then a lot of them end up being kind of mantis like giant insect like the morphing like you know how like a praying mantis would have a they look like alien heads mm-hmm. basically yeah but Above that, like the leaders, if you get abducted and they take you to like the little grace we take you to, who's running the show, it would be like a big scary like mantis type in your mind, uh, bug one. But yeah, I guess I would want to meet like them, like the head honcho, fucking frightening looking praying mantis. You know, what about you, Marie? Psychic alien. Well, I would have to say, you know, in this scenario, am I protected from the harm of... Because I'm like, whoa, I don't think I would want to meet any of the dangerous ones. Probably don't want to meet them. Mm -hmm. But if I'm meeting them on their level and we're talking... Yeah. um, I don't know. That's a... I I, I like this question. Um, I think, like... situation you're in with if you're ever in like with aliens is you're always going to be just like the dumbest person in the room like at their mercy what's that you're like at their mercy i don't know what that is at their mercy like you uh they can you're the dumbest person in the room you're helpless yeah that's whatever's going to happen is what's going to happen there's nothing you can do about it yeah you should just accept that they're like you know, they could read your mind. Right, you know? yeah. So, 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 like, there's, there's nothing you could be like, okay, how am I going to get out of this or something like that because they know you're thinking that at the yeah. same exact second. Yeah. So, you just kind of uh, submit and just listen, I guess, and not try to let the fear overtake you. I'd want to hmm. meet E.T. I don't know what kind of alien he is, but that's the alien. I would want to meet him and make him my pet. Well, he's kind of annoying and helpless like a pet. Like, he would just be like a burden, I think. Um, or, all the time. or a gremlin. Gremlins are aliens. Huh. Oh, I would want to meet a Tribble. A Tribble. From Star Trek. Uh, you know what? Also, oh, like, you, that's so uh, gross. You fucking lame Ew. Sorry. I what got pet? mad. Marine wants a cute little Disney Star Wars shit thing. I want... No, I want a Tribble. Star Trek. Tribbles. Oh, Star Trek. I was thinking Star Wars, and I was thinking uh, of... Uh, I don't even know what those things are called. But I, can't, I don't either. I can't remember what they're called. But I, the way you were talking you about are? it, I thought it was those. Sorry. Star Trek's cool. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think another kind of alien that... Um, this goes back to, like, 2001 and, like, Arthur C. Clarke books, where he just kind of... Um, you know, would scientifically, like, speculate what aliens would exist. Would, in, like, Jupiter, how it's just, like, a big gas, all gas planet mm-hmm. around a giant diamond, mm-hmm. is, like, the scientific theory. When his idea would it be, like, giant kind of, like, jellyfish-like, you know, skyscraper-sized jellyfish that, like, live in the giant gas storms and stuff of Jupiter. That'd be kind of cool to see. 
Yeah, that would be good. Cool. Uh, they actually talked about like there was a show on Netflix. I forget what it was called, but it was like it. It was they imagined aliens on different planets based off that, and they used yeah. that imagery in it. That's cool, and it was really cool looking. Huh. Uh, yeah, I've seen a couple episodes of that. Yeah. Speaking of um, reading boy sci-fi authors like Arthur C. Clarke, like I read uh, Rendezvous with Ramus, or however you say it. And uh, they they explained why they don't have any female space women or female astronauts in the book. And it's because in anti-gravity, their boobs float around and it distracts everyone. That's ridiculous. <laughs> he actually like wrote that in his book. That's and so as, it's funny, but it's also like, you, I, I definitely immediately felt completely left out of the story after that point. In yeah, time. it was like he just made up a reason. He was like, "Yeah, this is just how we're going to write out all women." <laughs> um, I mean, but and I'm like, well, what about dudes' dogs? Don't they like float around? Yeah, like they, they dogs float around all the time. Yeah, like they like they have permanent boners on the spaceship. <laughs> permanent flaccid tiny boners. Yeah, small <laughs> like Toad from Mario Brothers. Um, uh, Pat, they say that Donald Trump I already has told, a mushroom dick. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. I was uh Pat also because the other cartoon dick that came up this week. I was telling you, I didn't, I wasn't able to get the Batman comic. It was completely sold out everywhere. But oh damn, I should have. I looked at it when I when I dropped off those comics. I like looked through. I was like, oh, let me see what's going so, on here. So uh, you went on I Friday. Yeah, I missed it by like a freaking day. And yeah, there were still like two or three copies when I was there. No, so it was sold out by the time I got there on Saturday. And then I called up like every comic book shop in the city and no one has it. And yeah. the reason being is because they're in the second printing of it, they're censoring the penis out. Yeah. So now it's a collector's item. That's crazy. <laughs> but I did, it's I did read like it. It's not a clear shot or anything. It's not even like hard. No, it's just, just like, a flaccid... It's just like moonlight on his tip of his dick. It's completely <laughs> natural. There's also a dick silhouette. There's a dick silhouette, and then there's a, a highlighted moonlight dick. Yeah. Uh, and it's about like six inches flaccid, so I imagine, Ooh. you know, eight or nine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Or he might... Be, it might not get... He might be like, you know... You might not grow that much. You never know. You never know. We're gonna need. We're gonna need another comic. We're gonna need another comic. Yeah, somebody draw a dick quick. Um, but I I read the. The thing was weird because he's just getting naked inside of the Batcave. It's yeah. It's just like he yeah. He's doing well. He's getting naked inside the Batcave because he was doing like a health check. Um, wow, that's a really have, exciting like, a comic. Room area. He just like whips, like just takes all his clothes off. And, like, yeah, because he's like apart, he's is, like dirty game ground. Well, yeah, he's going. He's taking. He's like injured, and he's taking all his clothes off, and he has like a, a, a health system scanner scanning his body, being like health check, and, oh. and they're seeing if he has yeah. any broken bones or anything. Yeah. So that's why he's naked. Um, but how sterile do you think it is in a cave full of bats underground? Look, okay, first off, let, let's get into it. We don't even know what's real and what's not real in, in this, in this whole story, because it's supernatural horror, and it's kind of weird. You don't know if Batman's actually 
like that he even died in the beginning of the comic and it's just his ghost going around and he's in denial about his own death or if he's even really alive. So we can't really even talk about the sterilization of the actual Batcave. But after reading all these corny-ass Tom King fucking comics for the past, like, six months, I've been, I was very happy to read this Batman comic, because it was actually, like, good. The bats, the bats actually do wear tiny little gloves, and tiny little caps, and tiny little masks, like, like, little tiny surgeons. I've always assumed, I've always assumed Alfred keeps the Batcave, like, really clean. You're right. That's a good point. I figured that's probably what keeps him the most busy, is, is cleaning Does up Does he have other maids and, and shit? I mean, you know more about Batman comics than I do, but is there other maids walking around? Uh, no, there's, uh, there's only Alfred. Yeah. And there's, like, gardening, there's all, like, cooks food. Alfred does Alfred everything. He's a superhero in his own right. He's a renaissance oh, man. So. But there are aliens in Batman comics. Silver Age uh, Batman comics do uh, alien stuff. And there's, you know, many Earths. There's an Earth 2 Batman. Yeah. And all that kind of shit. Uh, but I actually, I haven't read any of the alien um, Batman comics. But there is alien Batman comics today as an alien from Ridley... Scott's, uh, what's her face? Alien yeah, movies. Yeah. So there's Batman versus Alien. There's also Batman versus Predator. They have one of those too. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't read it. I didn't read it. But speaking of which, those I aliens Batman, are dead. Batman meets Judge Dredd comic. That's pretty good. Ooh, that would be good. Um, Beasley, the painted comic. Now, see, there you go. Alien, the Alien franchise. I love that movie. I feel that was a feminist alien movie because, you know, the, the hero is a woman. Yeah. And there's a cat in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's so feminist. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, all right, well, I guess, I, I guess we have to, like, close up here, Pat. We've been talking to you. Thank you so much. We've been talking to you for, like, 45 minutes now. Can you even believe it? No, I can't. He's like, every yeah, second feels like an things to say about aliens. <sighs> There's so much. I mean, do you have any closing alien statements uh, that you want to relay to us? Can we give him an uninterrupted couple minutes? Yeah. All right. Uninterrup- uninterrupted no, alien no, closing comments. From Pat. Oh, Pat man. Is, yeah. Now you put me on the spot. Um, all I gotta say is just, uh, you know, believe. I'm gonna be go simple, basic bitch. It's just believe and there's really not that much proof that they don't exist right is the mountains of proof that they do exist True. and uh you know just basic you know again like however big the universe is and then there's a lot of factors into it you know there's the, the scope of the infinite universe that would make sense of this other life out there but also what we don't understand about the physics of time and um the idea of like space travel and time travel or like you know bending time to move throughout milky way galaxy to a different galaxy or whatever kind of weird ways that a lot of like uh distortions in time seem to come about with ufo phenomena yeah so that is interesting the time thing there's, there's a lot of stuff we don't understand that is just like i'm not trying to claim to have any answers but just like if you look into what scientists have studied about time and how time works and time and space and, you know, light years and all that kind of stuff, uh, what we know is 
just we barely know anything, especially when it goes to like exo um, astronomy, which is like people that study far off galaxies and that kind of stuff. A lot of that is just them guessing and trying to figure shit out. And especially when they see, you know, uh, a galaxy like blow up like 700 million light years away. Um, they have no explanation for any of that kind of stuff. But yes, aliens are real and uh, believe, I guess, and buy, survive 300 million. And, uh, yes, it's $12. Yeah. yeah, the actually it's a... Uh... For all of my 31 Twitter followers, they can find it on my Twitter, MoFlum99. It's a pin post. If you're interested in checking out um, Pat Alessio's book, Survive 300 Million, you can find it there. For a, a limited time, it'll be on my Twitter, but it'll be on the internet anytime. Yes, Survive 300 Million. It'll be in stores soon, too. I'm also, so I was wondering, what, what did you guys have to apologize for when you started today? Oh, well, you know, it took us, it was like 15 minutes. Uh, basically, well, the, the last episode was about vaginas, so we had a lot to apologize for. Uh, basically, uh, name-calling each other, bullying, not um, giving a voice to the transgender community by talking specifically about vaginas. And what else did we have? I, there's, I don't know, you'll but have I to didn't really in. accept her apology about the bullying thing because I think the whole concept of right, bullying well, undermines right. personal responsibility for your own emotions. But anyway, victimhood. By like Survive it. 300 Million, it's a it's a beautiful art comic by Pat Alessio. And beautiful palettes. Beautiful palettes. It looks nice on your coffee table. It, it has greys in it. It has reptilians in it. It has psychics in it. It has cyborgs in it, which we didn't talk about cyborgs. Yes. Battlestar Galactica, one of my favorite television shows. And actually the way that I explained the ending of that was through time travel, which is what Pat just kind of got into right there. But um, yeah. Pat, thank you so much for... Thank, thank you so much Thank you so much. Yeah, no, thank, thank you for being the first guest on Two Hoes from Delco ever. Two Hoes from Delco. <laughs> first guest on Two Hoes from Delco. Okay, we're going to hang up now and talk about you behind okay. your back. So, all right. Listen when it's posted. Okay. Bye. Pat, Have a great Sunday. Bye. Have a great thank Sunday. Football. Um, yeah, the Eagles are playing right now. I know. Carl's watching it. Wow, your boyfriend watches football? He watches football and he's a gamer. That's my kind of thing. Just breaking oh, through shit. all the stereotypes. That was another thing I wanted to talk about video games with Pat. But I guess if well, he's he was like, talking about Dragon Ball Z, which yeah, is Carl and my when sister's he, boyfriend talk about it all the time. You know, I mean, I this is great because I suck at interviews and I just want to say all of that shit I was thinking about when he was talking about Dragon Ball Z and we didn't bring it up. Because I was like, yeah, I definitely got a video game kind of feel yeah or like for me it actually reminded me of uh dungeons and dragons too. survive 300 million because it's huh. like there's like an epic like task or like journey that you have to go on and then like you complete that and then you're in like part two is like a whole different thing and i don't know well the uh, i mean the show itself the topic was aliens so that you know it, we can't it, really get into that 
It was good. I like to stay on topic. I like to stay specific. That's why you're here. That's why you're here. You look great wearing glasses. I love these glasses. glasses. I feel good in them. Are these yours? Mm -hmm. Are they just fake pretend They're they're fake ones for when I want to, like, look smart or appear smart. I I always wear them. If I I go, if I give talks or if I'm giving advice to people, I put them on. And uh, it's very convincing. So, uh, do you have any... now that Pat isn't here, do you have any closing statements about aliens that you want to make behind Pat's back? Um, actually, I really enjoyed his perspective, and mm-hmm. um, I do think that time travel is a very important aspect of when you're talking about the universe and you're talking about other beings that are so far away that they would have had to, in order to get here, they there would have had to be some kind of, you know... Some kind of technological advance that would allow them to um, transcend the fact that, like, they probably also have a limited lifespan, like a finite lifespan. So, like, how would they be able to get across light years? Um, They would have to be sort of bending time somehow, or they would have to have some kind of um, way that they are, you know, physically moving that we don't yet understand. Um, so it's, yeah, it's an interesting. Yeah. Well, I have to say when we were asking Pat those questions, uh, that I think it's a, I don't believe that aliens have been in contact with us or been on. I just really? with that. Yes. Because the reason being is, uh, it's ridiculous to assume that, um, someone, another higher intelligence would have that kind of technology and would just come to earth and not completely destroy it. It doesn't make sense to me. I mean, if they need something from us, which is that whole theory of, you know, the breeding to save their species or whatever, who knows? Nobody knows for sure. I think that if you can't prove it doesn't exist in this huge universe, it probably exists somewhere. I mean, um, it really annoys me that I couldn't remember the alien's name from Lilith Brood. And for technically, I, I want to say that I read the book uh, like two, three years ago. Okay. And I also pretty much forget books that I read almost uh, immediately. Uh, what, are you, what are you doing? Taking a selfie with the glasses. You, it, second you look so annoying right now taking a selfie. I know. It's annoying. Selfies are um, annoying. Uh, I just do have people to... still do duck face anymore? Yeah, they do. Mm. Uh, you have to be talking, Marine, while I'm looking up what the fuck these aliens are called. Which ones are you looking up? From uh, from uh, Lilith's Brood trilogy. Uh, the own. Oh wait, the oh wait. Dying Earth by an alien race. Oh, you know who I want Owen to meet? The people. Oh, the Owen, Co- the Owen Collie. That's who they are. Okay. That's what they, um, that's what they are called. And they are, they're like octopus-like uh, aliens. And I just thought that was really interesting that Pat brought that up. Because I was like, that's probably why Octavia Butler wrote them in like that. Um, and also they're very good. They're very good at sex. 
Oh, yeah, I would imagine so with all those tentacles. Well, yeah, they and but they use the tentacles too. Like, yeah, and they're also like they they um yeah they're very good, very sensitive. They can touch you and and like you feel like incredible, and it's yeah. not even just insert like anywhere. Yeah, Ooh, um, I want to meet those aliens. Yeah, they're really great. Uh, but yeah, so I don't think aliens have actually ever uh, been there. So I do disagree with that. I think that uh, it's fun. I also believe that a lot of descriptions of aliens, especially greys, which about 50% of the population in the United States, and it was something like 90% of the population in Canada of people who have abduction stories described the aliens as grey aliens. And that actual description of like what a gray looks like is actually predated from a science fiction novel. So I think people's imaginations yeah. are what explain what an alien is more so than anything else. So I do think that has an impact on the stories that we hear and our lore around yeah. aliens. Um, I don't know. I think, I think that um, some of these stories are legitimate um, just because they, we do have accounts from people who, you know, have an authority. Um, yeah, I, but at the same time, people make stuff up and our, our memories are not accurate. Um, the other thing is like, there's that, if you look up, there's like this, an experiment about what, like you watch this basketball game and there's this guy in a gorilla suit that just comes out and walks right through the basketball game. But like uh -huh. a large percentage of people don't even see it because it's unexpected. Like, they don't see the fucking 200-pound gorilla walking through the basketball game. They don't remember it. Because uh -huh. to them, it's not what you expect to see at a basketball game. It's a very interesting study. There was also a radio talk show about aliens that, oh, it's called Coast to Coast AM, that I had listened to, um, uh, like, a, a, while, a while ago. But anyway... It's Art Bell is like, it's a really great radio show if you're actually interested in aliens and alien conspiracy theories. But I got into it, so that it's called Art Bell's Dark Matter, I've I think is that. the podcast. I think I might actually follow it on YouTube or something. Yeah, you can listen to it via podcasting. Um, uh, I believe it's under Art Bell's, uh, oh, it says here Art Bell is dead. But... Uh, in any case, sorry about that. But in any case, uh, Coast to Coast AM is an important staple in alien conspiracy, conspiracy theory. And people would, like, call up and, um, they relay their, like, uh, abduction stories and stuff like that. Super interesting. And then, uh, locally, you could go, there was actually, when we lived in Fishtown, there was a alien conspiracy, seriously, do you have to do that in front of me? You don't like it. No, I think it's like, I mean, it's like you're looking at yourself in the mirror in front of me. It is exactly like Yeah, that. and also you're looking at yourself like you're gonna, you want to fuck yourself. That's what your face is supposed to look like in a selfie. It's supposed to be like, I want to fuck you. But it's, you're looking at your own face and I think that's like really weird. I'm trying to build up my self-esteem, bitch. Anyway, um... In our neighborhood, there was a uh, an alien bookstore in Fishtown, and really? they used to have uh, yeah, and basically yeah, it, it's basically they would have like 
book clubs where you is you it know, still there? You're reading alien conspiracy books now. Oh. And uh, there's like a bunch of like really great little remnants of the 90s that were in Fishtown when we first moved there. Like, also, there was that one video store yeah. in the Piazza, remember? we That was the, where we'd go rent videos. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and that place was cool, and, like, mm-hmm. you can't go to a freaking video store anymore. No, and, by the way, not. this is 2006. It wasn't, like, that insane, but uh, there weren't any... It was, like, kind of a retro idea to even have a video store, I feel like, at the time, yeah. even. But it was really cool. And yeah, so uh, yeah, and this bookstore was also in our neighborhood and they would have, I never went, but I always wanted to go and I never really went, but they would have like an abductee support group. Wow. And people, so there was like, that's how popular they are. Like, yeah. People, and people like really all around they, you believe they, that they have been abducted. Yeah. And they're like fucked up over it. Like, ah, oh, like traumatized. Yeah. The owls are not what they seem. The owls? The owls are not what they seem. They're the aliens in freaking oh. Twin Peaks. No, I didn't watch Twin Peaks, but I should. You wow, that's really that's really. Are you a shapeshifter? Only aliens don't watch Twin Peaks. Um. So anyway, I hope this podcast was funny. I don't think it was. I don't think it was that funny. Yeah. I think it was more interesting if you're into alien comics. And hey, I really aliens. enjoyed our guest Pat Alicio. Um. Yeah. And again, his. His uh, comic survived 300 million. It's going to be in stores soon, but you can get it now on the internet. And yeah, aliens, I believe. I want to 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 believe the truth is out there. Believe. Alien. Podcast. Do do loo. Podcast. Two hoes. Two hoes. Whorehouse on the hill. From Delco. Whorehouse on the hill. Oh, yeah, it's a whorehouse on the hill. Two hoes. Two hoes. Don't roll your skirt too short. Everybody's gonna wanna be up in that shorts.